This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I'll get to Mayan and get in there of Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. So on the first days of Yom Tif, before the first days, we spoke about the sukkah, its significance, its role, its message. Today I want to speak a little bit about the lulav, although on Shabbos we don't shake the lulav, but we know the lulav is a mitzvah, at least on a rabbinic level, all the days of sukkahs, and from the Torah, it's the first day of sukkah, so it's a very much a part of the sukkah's experiences, the Dalaminim, the Lulav, the Esek, the Hadassim, and the Aravis. And the Medrash tells us something very unique about these four things. That the Medrash tells us that the Esrik corresponds, the Esrik has a sweet smell and a sweet taste. Says the Medrash, the Esrik reflects the people in Kalal Yisrael that have Torah and have Maisim Toivim. They not only do they study Torah and they live a life of Torah, but they have good deeds, they're good people, they help each other and they have Maisim Toivim. And then we have the Kapwis Tamarim, the Medrash tells us, the Lulav. The Lulav has taste and no smell. It refers to a person that has Torah. He learns a lot of Torah, but he doesn't have Maisim Toivim. Then we turn to the Hadassim. The Hadassim have Maisim Toivim and no Torah. One without the other. And then we turn to the last of the four is the Aravis. The Aravis have neither smell nor taste because the Aravis reflects a person that has no Torah and no Maisim Toivim. So these four different things that we take on, on Sukkis correspond to different parts of Kalah Yisrael. The Esrik is the epitome that reflects Torah and Maisim Toivim. And then the other three have one without the other until we get to the Aravis. The Aravis ref- reflects and represents a Jew that has neither but says the Medrash we bring them all together and we bind them together we cu- and we take them together says the Medrash and by doing so when we bind them all together then each one helps the Jewish people uh, obtain slicha v'kapara and the Mepharshim point out that the idea of the Dalit Minim reflects achdos we bring together all different groups of Kla Yisrael those that learn and that have good deeds and those that don't and those that have some and not the other we bring them all together because the Yom Tov of Sukkot is, res- is reflective of the Yom Tov of achdos all different types of Jews come together in this Yom Tov and we're all brought together we're bound together we're united together and that's perhaps why the Yom Tov of Sukkot is referred to as Yom Simcha Sein a great time of joy because when all different walks of Jewish life come together when all different types of people come together those better some worse some in between some with problems some with issues some who need to improve when they all come together and they work together and they're focusing on the same idea then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is rejoicing and we too are rejoicing. That's perhaps why the Yom Tov of Sukkot is referred to as Simcha Seinu. So when we take these four species, we bring them together. We're reflecting on all the different groups of Klai Yisrael, but we come together. We need each other. But it's interesting to point out that the Esrig is the person that has Torah and Maisim Toivim. If you look in the Chumash, when the Chumash describes the Esrig, it's referred to as a pre-Eitz Hadr, a beautiful fruit. Which means the Torah is telling us what real beauty is, what Hashem really wants of us, is to have that mixture of Torah and Maisim Toivim. If you look and you read the biographies of any great Godel in Jewish history, they not only were they great scholars and knowledgeable people, they all had Maisim Toivim. They all lived a life of compassion, giving, 
in consideration for other Jews. That's the epitome. That's what we say, the Spitz Jew, the pre Hadda, the most beautiful fruit, is a Jew that embodies Torah, Mas, and Torah. And if you have one without the other, you're still lacking. And therefore, on the Yom Tov of Sukkot, we come together. We bring them together and we bond them together. And we say we are the whole entire Jewish people. We have our shortcomings and we have our mistakes and we have our flaws. But we come together as one. And that's the beauty of the Yom Tov of Sukkot. That all walks of life come together in celebration. In realizing how lucky we are to be part of the Jewish nation. Yes, we may have our mistakes. We, make, we may have issues and we need to improve 100%. But we need to learn. We need to realize that we're striving to reach Achtos. But if you think about it, it's amazing that the Yom Tov of Sukkot is not only a Yom Tov for Jewish people, it even extends to the non-Jewish people. We know that over the Yom Tov of Sukkot there were 70 karbonis brought, 70 uh, animals, to correspond to the Zion Umas, to the 70 nations. What do the 70 nations have to do with this? So the Gemara explains, Chazal tell us, that we're davening for the 70 nations as well, that they should also have success in rain. As we know, Sukkot is the time where we, are, we focus on rain, and therefore we daven likewise for the Goyim, to have success in their crops and in their agriculture and their products and their produce, not only for us. So if you imagine that on Sukkot we're thinking about the other nations, we're thinking about even non-Jews, we're thinking about all the problems in the other parts of the world that are not Jews. Kol Shekane definitely requires us to look at the Jewish problem and look at Jews that are suffering. If on Sukkot we're thinking about how to daven for the Goyim to succeed, we definitely should be thinking about when we talk about rain and we talk about brachas of Yeshua, we should be thinking about should we think about our own Jewish brethren even if they're distant from us even if they're like the Arava that they have no smell and they have no taste they don't have Torah they don't have Mais and Torah they're living a life void and empty of Judaism we still have to think about them we still have to include them we still have to bring them close we have to have them in mind in our tefillahs and in our thoughts and in our in our davening because if we're thinking about Goyim on Sukkot definitely we have to be thinking about them as well and perhaps Maybe now we can understand. We know that there's no lulav taken on Shabbos. Why don't we take lulav on Shabbos? So the Gemara explains, we're afraid maybe a person might carry the lulav incorrectly because he doesn't exactly know how to fulfill the mitzvah. He might make an error, mistake, and carry the lulav outside. So if you think about it, it's so strange. We're going to stop the mitzvah from all walks of life because of that person who's not knowledgeable enough that person who doesn't know the halacha, so he doesn't know the halacha, so tell him to go learn. And the rest of us can continue doing the mitzvah, but the answer is no, because the mitzvah of lulav, the idea of the lulav is about all types of Jews. And there are nebuch Jews who are not knowledgeable, Jews who don't know halacha, Jews that are not sensitive to halacha. We have to think about them also, we have to consider all people. So when we talk about the lulav, we specifically think about the idea of, of, of all walks of life of Judaism, all different types of people. We don't look down upon them in the Yom Tov of Simcha, we include them, we bring them closer. Maybe based on this we can understand a question that we opened up with on the first night of Sukkot. Why is it that the mitzvah of Lulav has to belong to you? Why can't you borrow someone's Lulav? The answer is because when you shake that Lulav, you're thinking about, you're bringing into your own life all the four types of Jews. You can't do that with someone else's. It's got to be yours. When you shake your, your dollar meaning, you say to yourself, I am bringing into my life, I'm including into my life all walks of life. And I realize that every one of these four things that I, that I own, that are part of me, that I acquired, that is 
my property. It's my, it, it belongs to me. In that, I'm reflecting all the four Jewish people, the different types of groups, and they're part of me. I'm bringing them into my life. I'm making them a chilek of me as well. So maybe that's perhaps why we find by the midst of Lulav, Hashem demanded us to own the Lulav. You can't borrow Lulav on the first two days in America. You actually have to own it because you have to own this idea. You have to bring it to life, this idea that there's four different groups of people and we want to bring them all together. And therefore, as we celebrate the Yom Tov of Sukkot, let's keep in mind the beauty of the Sukkah, how the Sukkah represents and reflects, as we mentioned, the importance of life realizing what's important and the lulav represents all different types of people and we need to strive we need to ask ourselves did I make it to the Eswig this year? Am I a pre-Aitz Hadr? Am I Tayr Umasim Tayvim? Or perhaps I'm still working my way up maybe I'm not there yet maybe I have one without the other or hopefully not as 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 the situation of the Arova but we need to think about these things as we celebrate and rejoice together as Klai and this is really the, the beginning to Simchas Torah when we all different types of people come together those who learn more and those who learn less and those that are more on the outside we all come together and rejoice together because we're one nation we need each other we need to come on to each other to obtain Slicha Vekapara Mitz Hashem we should enjoy the Shabbos Chalamayin and the not taking of the Lulav because Chazal told us not to take it. But let's remember what the Lulav represents, what it reflects, all different types of people. We should come together, rejoice together, only get together for Simchas and Mitzvah Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu should see. We value, we value all members of his family and he'll look at us as one and we should be zeichet what the Medrash says that we should obtain the Tzlicha Vekapara in unity. And is, when we're unified, we can reach unbelievable heights. We can grow and we can see the ultimate Geula. We should see the time where we can bring the we should rejoice in front of Hashem in the base of Migdash with all walks of life of Klai Yisrael that they should come soon. We should be zeichet to see together with all of Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a good night.